Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Another episode of Lords of Limited with your hosts Ben Warney and Ethan Sachs. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Common and Uncommon set review for Ixalan. Just a reminder if you want to catch up on our grading scale or any of the mechanics, check back in with our first segment of the set review, which was white. And now we are in our third segment of the set review, which is black, common and uncommons. You want to start us off with the first one, Ethan? Anointed Deacon is the first black common, four and a black for a 3-3 vampire cleric, and it says at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may have target vampire get plus two plus O until end of turn. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I think this card is going to be pretty good. Yeah, you know, on first reading it, my grade was kind of low, but just after discussing all the white uh, commons, I feel like this is a lot better. Like, this paired with any number of 1-1 lifelink tokens is pretty great. Yeah, I think it's going to do some work with all the 1-1 one, one lifelink vampire tokens running around. Um, what grade did you give it? I gave it a C+. Plus. Wow. I'm, I think I'm just going to go C, but I'm ready to have this card go up and up. Like, I think that this coming into play on turn 5 and then just turning a 1-1 one, one token into a 3-1 lifelink is going to be a pretty big swing. Yeah. Next up, we've got Blight Keeper. It's a single black for a 1-1 one, one bat imp. It has flying, 7 and a black. Tap, sacrifice, blight keeper, target opponent loses four life, and you gain four life. What do you think about this one? I think this is one of the better versions of this uh, like this cycle of one mana creatures that then has an eight mana sack ability. Just as, as we've been saying, like a one mana one one flyer is close to being worth a card. I think it triggers raid effectively, as you've been saying, and then it can close out the game. if you've. But you are probably going to need some treasures hanging around for that to, to work, right? Right, but black is one of the colors that's probably going to have treasures running around. Yeah, I agree. Um, I gave this a C-. I'm still not like crazy excited about it, but I think it's going to make my main deck more often than not. That is exactly what I gave it. Um, next up is Contract Killing. Three black black for a sorcery. Destroy target creature. Create two colorless treasure tokens. I think this is pretty good. So this is where we're at with our sort of unconditional removal at common. And I think with cards that like normally are like these five mana removal spells like final reward that don't stack up very well this doesn't sort of have that effect because it creates two mana every time you cast it so every like subsequent one you're not like getting crazy punished you can sort of like do another contract killing and then play something else because the next one theoretically only costs three mana right they stack better than five drop removal spells usually would yeah this there was a oh gosh from origins there was like a 
spell mastery one. Oh yeah, the same I have thing. no idea what the name of that would be, but I know what you're talking about. But yeah, it was a, a five mana removal spell that if you had two spells in your instance or sorceries in your graveyard, it added triple black to your mana pool. That that ended up being pretty good, and I think this is even better because that mana this mana sticks around until you actually need to use it. So I gave this a B minus. I gave this a B minus also, and I think. I'm hoping, anyway, that there's going to be a multicolor control deck that really wants the two treasure off this to help fix for some other powerful cards. Next, we've got Costly Plunder. One and a black for an instant. As an additional cost to cast Costly Plunder, sacrifice an artifact or creature, and then draw two cards. So a way to turn your treasure back into card advantage here. Into more treasure. Into more treasure. The best kind of treasure, cards. Yeah, I mean, so there's a card like this in Innistrad that I think then got reprinted. Alter's Reap, which is one in a black instant. You have to sack a creature to draw two. And so this, which is like a cool thing to get to respond to removal with. Like, if they're going to kill a thing, you get to go, wait, no, I'll just sack this instead and draw two. So that's a way of getting uh, some card advantage uh, out of this. But then also being able to turn a treasure into uh, draw two cards is pretty good. I think I think treasures make this card uh, pretty desirable, actually. Yeah, I think this is going to do some work. I gave it a C-. minus. Uh, I actually just went with a C. I mean, I don't think you want a lot of them in your deck, like probably only one, but I think most black decks are going to want one of these. Interesting. I really like the art on that card, too. It's like a yeah, Medusa Gorgon, cool. like reaching down into this thing of gold. Like the, the I don't know what it would be called, the perspective on the art is cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, next up, we have Deadeye Tormentor. It's two and a black for a 2-2 two, two human pirate. With Raid, target opponent discards a card. Oh boy, Wretched Camel is back. Yeah, well, the one the one I thought is uh, Marauding, it was like Marauding yeah. Skull Hunter or something like that. Right, so that was the one in a black for a 2-1 that came into play tapped and had raid target opponent discards a card. Yeah, that, that was the comparison that came to mind for me, and I think this is considerably worse than that. Considerably worse, but that card was pretty good. Right, but also because there was like some stupid warrior synergies in that set. I guess that's true. But maybe so we'll, see, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll, pirate see yeah, we'll have to see how how good the pirate synergies are in the set. This card seems fine to me. I gave it a C. Yeah, I agree. Fine C. Next up, we've got Desperate Castaways. One in a black. It's a creature, a human pirate for a two three. It says Desperate Castaways can't attack unless you control an artifact. Ugh. Yeah, this seems bad to me. Yeah, like how early are you gonna have a treasure in play? I don't know. I mean, it plays pretty good defense until you have a treasure in play, but by then you're probably not excited about attacking with your 2-3. Yeah, the, the point of having a 2-mana two 2-3 two is that it's like well-statted so you can get in the red zone with it. Right, so if you need defensive speed, I think this card's going to do the job for you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, probably not doing a 10. Yeah, I think that seems like the right evaluation. I gave it a D. Yeah, I gave it a D+. Plus. Okay. Dire Fleet Hoarder is next. One on a black for a 2-1 human pirate. When Dire Fleet Hoarder dies, you get a treasure token. This is my kind of card. <laughs> All right, talk to me about this card. Uh, I think it, it does everything you want from a 2-drop. It's a 2-mana it's a 2-1, two two which is fine, not embarrassing. And then your opponent's going to be incentivized to not trade with it, I think, because if they do trade their 2-drop for it, you're getting ramped the next turn which is insanely uh-huh. good for you. So it's it's like a 2-mana two 2-1 two I think with its own built-in sort of evasion similar to like Wretched Camel if you had a desert on turn 2. Like if you had a desert when you played Wretched Camel, your opponent was not interested in blocking that card probably, and I think this is going to have a similar effect. Really? Just just for the, the, the one-shot ramp? That's a big deal in Limited. 
playing something a whole turn ahead of schedule like yeah. could, okay could you imagine like i don't know like on turn three you're playing a four drop then it's so good i think it's yeah. good all right yeah you you could be right what, what grade did you give it i gave it a c yeah i gave it a c minus I'm, I'm less excited about it than you but I, I could be wrong i could be undervaluing what uh what treasures are offering Next up, we've got Dire Fleet Interloper. Three and a black for a 2-2 human pirate. It has menace. When Dire Fleet Interloper enters the battlefield, it explores. Oh, boy. This is an interesting explore card. I think Mm -hmm. at four mana, I'm a lot less excited about exploring. Or or slightly less excited about it. I mean, it's still a good card. Uh, A 2-2 menace, draw a land, is not something I'm like, terribly excited about Mm it's kind of at odds with itself right menace says it wants to attack but yet it's only a two two um but a three and a black three three menace is a card that's good i think three and a black three three menace with scry one with scry one yes that's very good yeah i think this is tough because if you hit a land off this i think you're bummed and i think if you don't you're pretty happy yeah so what what does all of that add up to you grade wise i don't know i i just gave it a c but it could be closer to a c minus I gave it a C plus. It could, it could, it, I could be talked down to a C though. I mean, it's it's so weird yeah. because like three and a black, three three menace. But having the chance to miss, I just don't think you're going to be excited if you hit a land off this card. That's that's what I think. That's why I went. Um, I'm closer to C. All right, I'll I'll, I'll go down with you. I'm, I'll give it a C. All right. Next up, we got a reprint. Duress, one black mana for a sorcery. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-creature, non-land card from it. That player discards that card. So I think, again, strict sideboard. This like Spell Pierce, right? Yeah. This is your um, never main decking this card. Sideboard, I give it a D plus. Yeah. Because even sometimes when you sideboard it in, you can top deck it late in the game when it does stone nothing. Stone nothing. So bad. All right. Next up, we've got Fathom Fleet Cutthroat. Three and a black for a creature. It's a human pirate. Three, three. When Fathom Fleet Cutthroat enters the battlefield, destroy target creature and opponent controls that was dealt damage this turn. Is this good? I, I had a really hard time <laughs> evaluating this one, and I finally settled on, yes, it is good. How good? Like, talk, talk to me about what applications, like, what is the ceiling of this card? I think the, the reason this card is good is the fact that Raid exists. So if you're probably going to, well, that's where this, this is at home. Like, you're going to want a deck that wants to trigger Raid, mm-hmm. and I think you're, it puts your opponents in... A catch 22 scenario like either they're going to you've already attacked with something into a bigger creature so they're going to think something's up so either they don't block and you get in the free damage and you get mm-hmm. to hold on to your fathom fleet cutthroat for when they do decide to block or they block try to eat your smaller thing and maybe they do but maybe it's something you don't really care about like there's going to be cards i think there's going to be leftover cards in black decks a lot of the time i think in black white there's going to be one one vampire tokens running around that you don't Uh mind throwing into your opponent and i think there's going to be explore cards left over that might have missed or found a land and then are smaller i think you're going to have cards that you're willing to trade half of a card and then get your fathom fleet cutthroat down if they decide to block and kill their thing so i think it gives your stuff pseudo unblockable and and will kill some bigger stuff when they do decide to block yeah i think this Similar to that white combat or white uh, attacking removal spell, this is going to be better at the start of the format and worse as the format progresses. Right, but except people can't really 
play around it if you're forcing them into a situation where they have to block. I think it wants to go in an aggressive deck, right? Where you're, sure. Where you're incentivizing your opponent to block with bigger creatures. Yeah, I guess I just at least mean that like they will rather than like block be like I'll block with my surefire like the five five that can definitely like deal with a pump spell or whatever like eventually people this will be in the wheelhouse of cards that people are considering when they're lining up their blocks yes your opponent has a lot of control over how good this card is uh but i do think the fail case is fine fail case is fine yeah it's a it's a hill giant that's like not great but it's okay all right what do we have next year uh wait we didn't give it a grade did we oh we didn't i give it i mean give it a c i give it a c plus i'm a little more excited about it Ooh. all right Next up, we've got uh, March of the Drowned, which is a one black mana sorcery. Choose one. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Return or return two target pirate cards from your graveyard to your hand. I miss you, Wanderin' Death. Rest I miss in you, peace. Wanderin' Death, yeah. Well, we, we've got a... There's, there's a, a Wanderin' Death-esque card coming up in Uncommons. Oh, I'm so excited about that card. <laughs> so this one is, at worst, it's a raised dead. So you get your best creature back from your graveyard for one black mana, which is like pretty good and that's not that's not bad like wandering death was great because you got your two best things or in a dedicated pirate deck this is a two for one which is also pretty good i think this has a range like in a dedicated pirate deck i think this is more like a c plus and in non-dedicated pirate decks this is probably closer to a c minus but all that is in the scale of playability that's interesting i gave it a d plus oh a little lower than you yeah i mean i guess it'll depend like what kind of creatures are trying to get back but I do think a lot of the pirates have entered the battlefield triggers as well. So yeah, maybe that's yeah, this, a... is good. this is good with explore stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a little better than I'll go up to C minus. All right. This next card. Next. Oh, so sick about this card. <laughs> yeah. Mark of the Vampire, three and a black. It's an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and has a lifelink. This card is gonna win some games. Yeah, why are we so excited about this card, Ben? So there, it's the same thing we talked about with a plus two, plus two, and flying aura. There's a there's a tipping point of well, first of all, we've already played, or at least I have, back in Innistrad block. This is a functional reprint of something, or is it an actual reprint? It's an actual reprint, but I don't think it was 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 it Innistrad? I thought it was an M set. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah, but I, I played with this M-set. card, and I know it was good in the last format, and it looked mm-hmm. bad, and everybody thought it was bad for a long time. So I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt this time and then start off by saying it's going to do work. And similar to what we talked about with the plus two, plus two and flying aura, I think the risk reward scenario on this card is going to be worth it. Like you're going to have to pick your spots where you play it um, and you don't want to play it into open mana. But once you connect twice with this card, it's it's done its work. This one even less than the blue one. I, th- I think one connection is a huge game swinging effect. Like you put this on a creature theoretically you're crafting a situation that is not that hard to craft where you put this on a creature and you are now able to attack with it profitably where either they're chump blocking or you're getting in damage and that damage you're getting in is probably like four or five and that is an eight or ten point life swing which destroys races it puts you way ahead in in race situations or gains you relevant life if you're behind like this card is a lot better than it looks yeah, there. I mean, there are certainly ways to punish it in blue, mm-hmm. and and like your opponents that draft good decks and that have removal are going to answer it, and sometimes you're going to get two for one. But I think, I, I don't know. I'm hesitant to call these cards good, you know, because like as limited podcasters, like I feel like we have a responsibility to not try to get people two for one. But I think this card's worth it. I think it is. I I think you're. I think I'm playing this in all of my black decks. I think so too. I gave it a C. What did you give it? I gave it a C plus. Wow. Yeah, that's aggressive. 
it's aggressive, but I think my memories of this card are like every time it hit the battlefield, just going, oh no, I can't win this game. <laughs> yep, that's that's my recollection as well. So I'm gonna gonna stick with that, and maybe that's wrong, and maybe this format is is certainly different, but who knows how different. Um, but I'm gonna start with my memory, which is that this card is very good. Yeah. So the the thing that's gonna decide how good this card is, and and the blue plus two plus two and flying is how many ways there are to punish it. Like how likely are you to get punished? Mm-hmm. when you play it um so we'll just have to see that as the format shakes out but i'm going to start on the side of playing it as well all right next up we've got another explore card this is queen's agent five and a black for a three three vampire scout with lifelink and when it enters the battlefield it explores so one side is a four four lifelink with scry one or a three three lifelink with draw land yeah this card seems not good to me too expensive yeah i'm just like scrounger of souls ended up being pretty good i mean that was a, a mana cheaper but sometimes this will be a 4-4. Yeah, but when it's not, I don't think a 3-3 lifelink for 6 is very impressive at all. No. But it's a draw card, but at the, or draw a land, but at that point you don't care about the land, but then you're getting it off the top of your deck. I don't know. It's the same same thing. I don't know. I think Explore's good, but I think this is too expensive. I gave this a D. Oh, I'm not as low. I gave this a C-. minus. I still think this is playable. I think, it, well, D's playable too. Situationally playable, right? But like, yeah, situationally playable or like reluctantly playable but i i think i don't know yeah maybe you think this is not going to be a 22nd 23rd type card that's what that's what the three four lifelink for five was yeah so i thought well i think at the end of the format i would have given that a c minus interesting I, I was usually main decking one of those in a black deck yeah i would agree i, I don't know i'm gonna stick with d on this one i think it's too expensive that's totally that could be totally right i think it was like once we start playing with explorer we'll have a better idea of like what kinds of creatures it can be tacked onto. next up queen's bay soldier one in a black for a 2-2 creature, vampire, soldier, vanilla. All right, Ben, here's your chance. Remember what you said at the end I of do, Hour of Devastation? I do, I think, I think I think vanilla cards are not going to be doing it. I think this card is not going to be exciting. I gave it a D. Yes, I gave it a, oh, I gave it D+. Plus. I'm still I'm not quite ready to give it such a harsh grade, but just yeah. Because I, it's, just because it's a vampire? Yeah, I think that might be relevant. Yeah, I think a 2-mana two 2-2, two, but it's just going to feel so bad. There's so many cards that leave behind 2-2 two, two bodies that have explored or yeah, whatever, like, and you're just going to feel miserable with this on the battlefield. I agree. I agree. That's why I'm, 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 we're out of C range. Like, that's where we're at. We're not just giving vanilla bears C grades. Like, anymore. I would want, I think I would want both Desperate Castaways and Dire Fleet Hoarder over this card. Like, in a controlling deck, I would rather have the extra point of toughness on Desperate Castaways. In an aggressive deck, I certainly would rather have Dire Fleet Hoarder. Yeah. I agree. Okay, next up. Yeah, this is Skittering Heartstopper. Uh, one black mana for a 1-2 insect, and it has an activation of one black mana. It gains death touch until end of turn. I'm psyched about this card. Yeah, this this slots right into your little, like, dirtle around treasure multicolor deck, doesn't it? Well, and it's good in aggro, too. It's a good one drop to turn on raid early and then still trades up late in the game. Oh, that's a good call, man. You played. You must. You must have played a bunch of cons. You're. You're on that raid train. Oh god, hard. I. I loved cons of Tarkir. That is the format that I've done the best in. Like not close. That was the first time I ever started playing eight fours, and I like went infinite pretty hard on wow. eight fours. Wow, that's really impressive. Yeah, uh, I had not considered the raid aspect of this card, but you're totally right. Yeah, this is a this is a good one drop. Well, it's it's good because it's great in every deck's gonna want this card. Defensive mm-hmm. decks, aggressive decks, it's just good. Yeah, that, that one black activation, I mean, it's not nothing, but it's pretty low impact, and you can usually set up, like, set up 
the threat of activation for combat if you're trying to trigger raid or like set up how you want to leave your mana untapped for blocking with it so it's not a, a crazy negative impact yeah i gave it a c plus i just went straight c but I'm, I'm i might i might have to defer to the cons of tarkir master about raid here uh next up we have skullduggery i am super psyched about this card mm-hmm. uh single black for an instant it says until end of turn target creature you control gets plus one plus one and target creature and opponent controls gets minus one minus one so another card that punishes x ones here and has some serious two for one potential i think as a combat trick this is probably the best one mana one in the set yeah for sure because it can be just a straight up removal spell it can be a straight up removal spell and it can be a two for one mm-hmm. it's just really good i think i gave it a c it's bordering on a c plus i think yeah i think it's c c plus for me too yeah very very good card all right next up is sky march bloodletter two and a black for a two two vampire soldier with flying and when it enters the battlefield you drain your opponent for one so they lose one life you gain one life this is like the best black creature right like this black's creatures have been pretty weak at common i think yeah this card's good i mean it's not anything to write home about but it's fine yeah, but it's an invasive threat that has an out-of-the-battlefield ability, and there's there's like some little bounce. I mean, certainly paired well with blue, but, I mean, it's a vampire, so you're going to want it in, in black-white. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think I'm think i more excited about this card than you are. I gave us a C+. Plus. I gave it a C. You're probably, you probably love this next card, right? I hate this next card. <laughs> <laughs> next up, we've got Spreading Rot, four and a black for a sorcery. It says destroy target land. Its controller loses two life. Uh, I gave this a grade of a sideboard D. I think the only really application of it is going to be if your opponent has... There's a cycle of cards, like artifacts, that transform into lands, the the flip cards, once you meet their conditions. And some of those lands are pretty busted. So depending on what uh, transform cards your opponent has, you might need to sideboard this in. But even then, it's going to be clunky and not great. Yeah, I agree. Sideboard D minus... All right, last black common, Vanquish the Weak, two and a black for an instant, destroy target creature with power three or less. This card's good. This card's very good. This kills I have this most pegged, I have this pegged as the best common in the set. Whoa, really? I do. Yeah, that might be right. There's there's no cheap removal, and this is instant speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this act, this does what you want, punishing. Being able to respond to pump spells is great with this. Most things are pretty small, right? We talked about, like, there's only about 16, 17 commons in the set that have power four or greater so and it and it represents the opportunity to trade up on mana i know you don't play much hearthstone but there's like a the priest class in hearthstone has like shadow word pain and shadow word death i don't remember which one is which but there's one that's like two mana kill something with power three or less and you get you trade up on mana so much with that card so like imagine your opponent plays my bellowing igasaur my boy and oh, you just God. three mana vanquish the weak. That's my I mean... dream. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I think this card's really good. Yeah. I th- You know, I had, uh, we're about to rank the commons. I had contract killing above this, but I think he talked me into swapping him right now. Yeah, this is my number one common. Yeah, for sure. So you gave this B minus as well? I gave this a B minus, yep. Yeah. All right. I- I- I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. On to the common rankings. I'm, my number one's vanquish the weak. Are you going to join me? I'm joining you. All right. Number two, I've got contract killing. Yep, I'm with you there. That's the three black black destroy target creature, create two treasure. And number three, I have a feeling we're going to diverge here. It was it was really hard for me to pick a number three. Yeah, I, uh, not not that hard for me. Interesting. Uh, so I went Sky March Bloodletter, the the two, three mana two two flyer that drains one. That's so funny. That wasn't even in consideration for me. What'd you pick? I ended up settling on Fathom Fleet Cutthroat, uh, which is the three to black Ooh. hill giant that when it enters the battlefield destroy target creature. 
uh, an opponent controls that was dealt damage this turn. Uh, I think there's enough things that it combos with that it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And my honorable mentions were uh, Skittering Heartstopper, the the Death Touch one drop. Mm-hmm. And oh God! Why are you oh Godding? Just like that, that would not have even been close to my number three. That's funny. I think that card's going to be good. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you're right. I think you're going to want low curve decks, like in the in your like aggro blue black deck. Like th- th- I want that. I want a three mana two two flyer that drains them for one. That's what I want in my aggro blue black deck. I, I don't know. You want to turn on raid though. I don't know. There's there's like uh, maybe I'm overrating raid but i think scaring heart is going to be good and then my other honorable mention was anointed deacon the five drop that yeah vampires plus two plus oh that feels more like a build around but i'm excited about that card yeah um so those are the black commons on to the uncommons take us away with the first one okay so the probably the biggest vampire payoff we have at the common uncommon ranking this is bishop of the bloodstained it's three black black for a three three vampire cleric when it enters the battlefield target opponent loses one life for each vampire you control this card's going to be a house. This card is going to be a house. I mean, it's it's a build-around, I think, um, or close to a build-around. But in a dedicated Black-White Vampires deck, this is going to be upsetting. What was the... Um, the you remember the, the one green-black 3-2 uh, in Origins? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That drain, did the same thing for the number of elves you controlled? I mean, yeah, that card, card was great. really, really good. And this is only one color and and it kind of forces you to play it appropriately because it's more expensive so you right exactly you can't just yeah. jam it on turn three accidentally <laughs> yeah i mean i think this this card is is very strong i gave it a build around b i gave it a build around b as well next up we've got dark nourishment four and a black for an instant dark nourishment deals three damage to target creature or player you gain three life and it is an instant very good card uh i'm a little lower on it than that i mean i think it's good but it's expensive it is expensive but it kills most things um that you want to kill at the like common on common level and gaining three life is very relevant and the fact that it can go to the face is pretty nice yeah oh i i'm scared i think i'm much higher i gave it a b plus i like oh, this card wow. a lot. <laughs> i gave it a b minus yeah i think i'm knocking it for how expensive it is i think Maybe and maybe I'm underrating the life gain. Like I think mm-hmm. it being like the life gain mitigates how expensive it is a lot. But I'm thinking back to uh, I don't know what the set, but there was a one black black instant speed with the same effect. Mm-hmm. Except that couldn't go to the face, right? It was target creature as essence drain or something like that. Essence. No, essence drain is is four and a black. But I know what you're talking about. So anyway, that card was like good. That card I don't was know. Good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think this card's good. It's a pull into black for me, but I think yeah. it's clunky. Uh, I, I, I gave it a B minus. I might be overcorrecting from our takeaways from the last set, but I'm looking at incidental life gain in a new light these days. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's good. Yeah. All right, what's next? Deathless Ancient. Four black black for a 4-4 four, four vampire knight with flying, and you can tap three untapped vampires you control to return this from your graveyard to your hand. This card is also going to be a house. Yeah, I mean, like, you, the, if you get this on the board and they happen to kill it and you return it for free, essentially, that's a lot. The only thing that I think is tough is, like, how often is tapping three untapped vamp- vampires going to be better than attacking with those vampires? I don't I think, know. I think very often. I think there's going to be a lot of 1-1s one, that are blanked. And so we, we, should, we should probably also back up. We said there was only one vampire payoff, I think, initially, like, in white. So there's mm-hmm. three, right? There's the bishop, there's this deathless ancient, and, and there's, there's the, the white one drop that taps to pump. And the anointed deacon. What's the anointed deacon? The plus two plus O to a vampire. Oh, yeah. that's Yeah, that's a common. So, I mean, I, I do think vampires are going to be... Good. yeah yeah I, I don't know how i missed this when, when i was looking through the cards but yeah it does look like there's a good number of vampire payoffs in black 
this card's great. Yeah, this doesn't need the vampire payoffs to be good. Like a six mana four four flyer is like base level good. That's like a C plus. Yeah. But the this recursion ability I think pushes it over to the top into like B minus B range. I gave it a B plus. I'm psyched about this card. Whoa, alright. Cool. So are you so are you picking Dark Nourishment over Deathless Ancient? I think so. Because Dark Nourishment yeah, I think so. Yeah, see that's I'm not. That's all right. Right. that makes sense. That's why our grades are different. <laughs> Checks out. Alright, Grim Captain's Call, two and a black for a sorcery. Return a pirate card from your graveyard to your hand, then do the same for Vampire, Dinosaur, and Merfolk. This card it's wandering has me death. so excited. I think yeah. there's going to be a five-color treasure dirtle deck <laughs> with Grim Captain's Call, and I cannot wait to draft it. So this this is an achievement, right? Return four cards. Oh, for sure. Has got with to be an achievement. Grim Captain's Call? Yeah. Yeah. And screenshot that. Screenshot that faux show. Yeah, this, this card's great. It's very exciting. Is this a pull into black for you? uh no this is a pull into five color for me <laughs> <laughs> you sicko well that's Dude. where it goes right there's not gonna be like you're gonna have to be at least three colors like let's oh, see I vampires disagree. are black and white pirates are i got black, this all broken red. down for you baby yeah pirates are black blue and red vampires mm-hmm. are black and white dinosaurs are naya mm-hmm. and merfolk are blue and green mm-hmm. i mean you're gonna have to be at least three colors to really take advantage of it preferably four to five i don't think so like this in a vampire deck i don't think it's ridiculous to set up if you're in black-white, I think you can set up a two-for-one with this. If you're in black-blue or black-red, I think you can set up a two-for-one grabbing a pirate. And then I think, yeah, then you can be a sicko and be three, four, five colors and be on the lookout for trying to grab three or four things out of the yard with this. Yeah, that's what I want to do with this card. Yeah. Um, I think it's a C plus. That's interesting. See, I was like tunnel-visioned on the five-color nonsense, mm-hmm. and I gave it a build-around B-. minus. No, it's it. I think I think this is going in most black decks, unless you're like... Unless you end up in some weird, like, black-green deck. But even then, like, then you're going to have, like, vampires and dinosaurs. I think you can or get a two-for-one. pirates two for one. and dinosaurs. I yeah, think you, you might even get... be able to get three-for-one fairly regularly in just yeah, a straight two-color deck. straight two-color decks. I think, I think this is going to be easy enough to get a two-for-one most of the time. So I think one thing we should take note, this is not Wandering Death, though, because it doesn't have cycling, right? It does not have cycling, exactly. But it, it's still good. Pa- very mm-hmm. powerful effect in a deck that wants to grind and go late. Yeah. All right, next up. Uh, heartless pillage two and a black for a sorcery target opponent discards two cards and it also has raid create a treasure token so mind rot with a minor bit of upside yeah i think this is just a sideboard card i'm not looking to main deck a mind rot effect most of the time that's what i said i'm gonna start in the sideboard as well i gave it a sideboard c yeah for sure like if your opponent has you find that they're like holding combat tricks or removal spells that are combat related or big expensive bombs, then I would bring this in. Yep. All right. Next, we've got Kite Sail Freebooter, one in a black for a 1-2 human pirate. It has flying. When Kite Sail Freebooter enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-creature, that's very important, non-creature, non-land card from it. Exile that card until Kite Sail Freebooter leaves the battlefield. I love this type of effect, and initially mm-hmm. I just assumed it was, like, non-land permanent. Oh, yeah. And then I was reading Twitter, and I was like, oh, it's non-creature. So this is similar to, like, Mesmeric Fiend, a Tide Hollow Sculler type effects, but mm-hmm. not quite the same. Yeah, but I still think good. Like, the fact that it has evasion makes it better than those effects. So, because Mesmeric Fiend usually just, like, sits on the battlefield. Right. And waiting to be killed, whereas this can, like, trigger raid and beat down, and I think that's pretty good. And the fact that you get to remove... A removal spell or trick from their hand or if they don't have those things then this can attack freely i I think think that all adds up to not quite a pull into black for me but a strong black creature so you gave it a c plus i did 
I gave it a B minus because I love this type of effect. Great. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, we're we're splitting hairs. All right, lurking chupacabra. This card's gonna be so good. This card's gonna be so good. Three and a black for a two three beast horror. Whenever a creature you control explores, target creature an opponent controls gets minus two minus two until end of turn. Oh boy, this is like it's just like as if explore needed to be better. Let's just make it kill a creature as well when it happens. Yeah, I think this card is going to be a house. I think depending on how good Explore ends up being, and I think it's going to be very good, it could be. I read uh, an article by Ryan Sachs. He writes for Star City Games, and mm-hmm. he was saying he thinks he was anticipating that it's going to be hard to get a critical mass of Explore creatures. I think it is too, yeah. So I could see that being the case. But even if you trigger this like twice, it's very good. Yeah, I th- if you trigger this once, I think you're you're doing it. It's good, yeah. If you trigger it once, it's good. Twice, it's very good. Yeah, because I think, as we've seen, like a lot of the creatures are small, so I think it's not unreasonable to get a card's worth of value with just one trigger. No, not at all. And that's already fantastic, because you're not really, there's not a lot of setup costs. Like a 4-mana 2-3 is less than optimal, but yeah, yada yada. Are we in build-around territory here, or is it just like, nah, you're gonna, like, you can't, you wouldn't call Sand Strangler a build-around because you needed deserts, right? So like... I don't think you can really call this a build around. I, that's interesting. I gave it a build around. I gave it a build around B plus. Yeah, I think it's probably just gonna be like a B B plus. Interesting. Just in, in the same way that like, I just just sort of making that analogy to Sand Strangler. Like you needed deserts for that to be great, but that wasn't hard to do. And I think Explorer will be harder to get, but I'm still not quite in the build around level. Yeah. All right. What do we got here? Raiders Wake. Three and a black. It's an enchantment. Whenever an opponent discards a card, that player loses two life. And then it has Raid at the beginning of your end step. If you attacked with a creature this turn, target opponent discards a card. Ben, I'm excited to hear what you think about this card. You're gonna... You're super down on this card, aren't you? I'm not. Oh, you're not. Okay, I'm that's not. exciting, because I'm not super down on this card as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I, taking, I'm taking a page out of uh, our takeaways from Hour of Devastation. So I think this is an aggressive card, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's going to very reliably be able to push through the last four to six points of damage. So I think there's several several things about the card. One, I think eventually your opponent can run out of cards, right? So they can start emptying their hand. Mm-hmm. So at some point, this is going to do nothing, like after about two or three triggers. Mm-hmm. But, like, before you get to that point, as a finisher, like, if your opponent's holding on to one or two cards, I don't know. It's got potential. I, from the way, you seem super excited to talk about this card. I don't know. Let, let me hear your thoughts. Um, no, I'm just excited. Like, so it feels like a Torment variant to me. Like, it's less good than Torment of Scarabs, but feels similarly punishing. If you are, I th- agree that I think it only goes in an aggressive deck, but if you are able to go two drop, three drop in some sort of, um, let's say, blue, black aggro deck and then drop this on turn four they are discarding a card and losing two life and then i don't think it's going to be hard to get this to trigger another time a third time and by that time that is very punishing so that's like best case scenario i understand and like worst case scenario is it literally it's a stone nothing like they've got no cards in hand or you're on the back foot um but i think in an aggressive deck this is like a c plus that's what I gave it also. I gave it a C-plus in an aggressive deck. That's the exact grade I gave it. So that's interesting. I was expecting us to be different on that card. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 try- I'm trying to course correct, you know? I do think the knock against it is that eventually they're going to run out of cards, and it's going to mm-hmm. do nothing. But it's probably powerful enough when it's good 
that it's worth the card slot. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. It's one to keep an eye on for sure. Absolutely. Okay, next up is a card I'm really excited about. Ruthless Knave is two and a black for a 3-2 Orc Pirate. It has two and a black, sack a creature, create two treasure tokens, and you can sacrifice three treasures to draw a card. You're really excited about this card? Yeah, I'm really excited about this card because Hijack is an active treason effect at common in red. Ooh, spoilers, man. I got them all listed out already. I'm so ready for that card. Yeah, but like, that's, I mean, this card I think is just fine on its own. Like a three mana, three, two, just fine. It is a pirate, so that's nice that it has a relevant creature type to the format. The fact that you can, like, respond to a removal spell if you have the mana up to sack a creature to get two treasures is nice. I think there's it, the fact that the sack three treasures to draw a card costs no mana to activate is nice. If, you've, like, if you don't have a use for your treasures that you've got, you can set that up. I think there's just, like, a lot of cool things that this lines up with. And the fact that you do have, like, an uncommon sack outlet and there's hijack at common, to which is an, a spoiler we'll talk about in red, but it steals a creature uh, for a turn so you can have that three mana effect and then this three mana effect to sacrifice it that's i love doing that in limited man i love building that deck yep it's very fun yeah um so i I think all that adds up to a card that i'm actually pretty excited about and i gave it a b minus i gave it a c plus this doesn't quite make me want to play black but i think it does a lot of different things yeah next up we've got seeker's squire one and a black for a one two human scout when seeker's squire enters the battlefield it explores so two drop that explores here i think this card is going to be very good Mm -hmm. super super efficient you're happy with either half of the exploring either a one mana one two that draws you a land or a two mana two three is fine i think you're probably hoping to hit the land with this one but the two mana two three is still good yeah Um, i gave this a b minus on the back of efficiency totally agree b minus next up is vicious conquistador it's a one black mana for a one two vampire soldier when it attacks each opponent loses one life so in some respects it's effectively a one mana two two but not really uh not at all (laughs) well you know it does deal a damage you remember uh oh god never mind nope not even gonna try i I know what you're talking about is in it was in uh kaladesh yes but that was a common and you could get six of them and there were vehicles to crew and that was when it became tapped and that card was still very niche well i liked that card anyway yeah this, this card is not exciting but i think the amount the things we talked about like vampires matter somewhat uh raid matters somewhat so i don't think this is embarrassing but so in an aggressive deck i might give this a c minus but most other times i think you don't want this in your pile i gave it a d minus begrudgingly goodness all right next up we've got walk the plank r two black black for a sorcery destroy target non-merfolk creature because they can swim obviously obviously so there's not a lot of merfolks running around i believe let me check there are seven in blue and seven in green you were stuck at the airport for so long yeah i was (laughs) but also this what this is relevant because like cards like there are a few cards in the set that i was like wait how good can this be right um so i did want to know like what that what the creature type amounts were so but Merfolk is only in blue-green, and so there's it's seven in blue and seven in green. So it's so not you actually a ton. did your homework this time. I did my, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying, trying my best. You remember last set review when we were like, a good podcast host would have done blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we actually well, did this this time. I'm trying it this time, yeah. So I, I think this is pretty dang good. I think so, too. I gave it a B plus. Yeah, I did, too. Next up. Yes, next up. Last uncommon. Wanted Scoundrels, one in a black for a 4-3. That's right, you heard it. One in a black for a 4-3, human pirate. When it dies, target opponent creates two treasure tokens this card is bad with a capital b 
Oh, I disagree, buddy. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I think you're underrating Treasure Ramping you. I think you're underrating a two mana four three. Maybe so. Okay, so let's let's discuss because this is going to be an interesting <laughs> conversation. So uh, the, the most immediate obvious comparison is to Blood Rage Brawler, right? Mm-hmm. Which was a very good card. Here's here's my contention. I think it was a very good card in Triple Amonkhet. It got a lot worse in our yes, thought. yes. But I think Blood Rage Brawler was good because you had control over what you were discarding. You could mm-hmm. get rid of the least effective card in your hand. So the disaster for Wanted Scoundrels is you play it on turn two, mm-hmm. and your opponent kills it. Or trades with it, like has a 3-2 or a 3-1, like, and it can't attack. And then when it dies, they get two treasures. So not only, like, then the next turn, like on turn four or whatever, they're playing a six drop, potentially. Mm -hmm. That's such a huge, 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 huge drawback. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm I'm thinking of this set as being way more aggressive than it actually is going to be. But my instinct with like raid and what like the blue commons look like they're trying to do and even even what black is looking like it's trying to do this this is a pretty insane rate and you're right that that drawback exists but the removal doesn't seem very good in this set so i think you're often just going to be when it dies it's going to be because it's like trading in combat and that's the thing that you can sort of foresee or set up like you don't have to attack in with this but if you play this on turn two i think it's getting in for like four eight points of damage I think probably is, but I think the drawback on this is higher than it is on Blood Rage Brawler. Interesting. I think right. ramping your opponent too is going to, like, let's say you're being aggressive and you're playing against a control deck. Sure. So then you can side it out. Well, sure, but maybe. But, but so, like, your opponent, here's the difference. Like, Blood Rage Brawler dying doesn't help your opponent. So what you're trying to do is get your opponent dead when you're aggressive, right? So when this dies, you're, like, actively helping your opponent with their game plan like making their life much better because just the control deck you're constrained on mana all you need is can i draw this land can i find a land to get my thing to do this to block to stabilize yeah i don't know i think two treasure is a pretty big pretty big drawback yeah i gave it a d what did you give it i gave it a b minus <laughs> all right we got to check back in on one wow of you gave it a d i gave it a d i don't think that card's good whoa okay wow i'm, I'm a little i'm a little offended well, I mean, it's going to be interesting. We're going to, one of us is going to be real right. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> or, or maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle and it's like a C. Yeah, that, that feels more likely correct, but yeah, we shall see. All right, top uncommons. Um, I went walk the plank number one. I did not. I went deathless ancient number one. Ooh, baby. I'm a sucker for removal. I went dark nourishment number two. That's interesting. I went walk the plank number two. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I guess I'm a little stuck on... Was it Angel of the God Pharaoh? Yeah. Like not being super, like being like fine. And I think people were probably lower on it. They should have been at the end of that, of Hour of Devastation. But a six mana four, four flyer is like, it's okay. And I think that, and I, again, I, I'm just feeling like this format is going to be a little more uh, aggressive uh, than I might like it to be. But what about, what about a six mana four, four flyer that keeps coming back over and over and over? I mean, that's, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's, that's just very scary. All right, well, that's going to do it for Black. Catch us on the next part for our Red Set Review. Yep, see you in a bit.
Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.